What is up, YouTube, or whatever platform on which you're watching this? Uh, you didn't think we'd come back, did you? Huh? <laughs> yeah. You sons of bitches didn't think we'd come back, but Teens Talk Politics is back and stronger than ever. I'm your cuff jean fighting machine, Neil. Uh, <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm Julius, and, uh... Apparently this week we have a guest. My vestigial twin uh, flew off my body and is now here in the form of <laughs> uh, a white guy named David. <laughs> All right. uh, I, I should probably oh, yeah. explain. Uh, I'm David. Um, I host a subpar YouTube channel called the Sergeant or called the Sergeant Cabby Show, but it's just called Sergeant Cabby. Uh, and I am here to promote my brand. And to talk politics. Hell yeah. Heck So, yes. to kick things off, um, in case any billionaires are listening to this, Jeffrey Epstein definitely killed himself. And Those was right. not murdered by a cabal of rich people um, and Bill Clinton. Uh, uh, I just... Yeah, obviously supposedly there's still a diary with all that like stuff in it. Though. Wait, really? Yeah, supposedly. Is there really? News like came out like, there's a diary that he had like for insurance purposes. Mm. I'm doing the air quotes <laughs> thing for those who can't... For, for our audio listeners, <laughs> video podcast is behind a paywall. <laughs> I, ha I have a hard time believing that, that he was taken off suicide watch. Just just like a... It's just such a... Just, 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 such a coincidence that, like, someone who's under, like, a mass... It's such a tragedy, really. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Oh, yeah, and on that, like, stroke-like speech that I just had, you know who else is having a stroke? Joe Biden. In, like, five of his recent speeches, because he keeps... That's not up. just a fact. That's a motherfucking truth, <laughs> y'all. Uh, like, really? <laughs> like... What was it he said? Something about, like, how white people are just as smart as poor people, or the other way around, or... Uh, like, just, <laughs> white, uh, poor kids are just as smart, bright and talented as, uh, white kids, wealthy <laughs> kids, um, to paraphrase. Uh, technically, that has some truth in it, because, like, redlining, but still, yeah. like, really, Joe Biden? That, that's a no-no. I've seen a good many hobos in my day, and they were a good part pale. I've seen a lot of pale homeless men. <laughs> See, uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna get into uh, Marxism and dialectical materialism, we are not. We are not. No. I think that sums <laughs> up the tone of this podcast pretty well. <laughs> uh, that sums up. But yeah, I mean, we're attacking Joe Biden for being like a totally incompetent candidate for the twenty twenty election. For being a tool, bro. But he's still like. A, a decent amount better than Donald Trump, yes, but a decent amount. It's not a very high bar to clear, but but like really, Joe, like that's yeah, no, he he never had my primary vote that doesn't exist in the first place, but he's st he definitely still doesn't. I forgot you're a young boy. Yeah, you're a little man. Yep, yep, twenty. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Youngest one. Oh, you're also a young boy. Wait, what? What month were you born in? Uh, this is a or... podcast that is going to the public. All right, public. Are you going to be old enough to vote in twenty twenty? Nope. Same. As the only person here that will be old enough to vote in twenty, I think we can all agree that only my opinions are valid, <laughs> and my opinion. Welcome to the Teen Talks Politics <laughs> podcast, where we try to keep Neil from going on a communist rant. <laughs> Right. The only correct opinion is, is the that Marxist one. <laughs> electoralism is a product of capitalistic rage. I hope a and shark cuts your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. All right. Um, so should we? Is that why Left Shark has been missing from the news all these years? He's been going on like a murderous rampage, cutting people's genitalia off. He's like Batman, but awful. 
he's going through like Western Africa, like circumcising people. <laughs> okay, but in terms of so this is teen talk politics. Yeah, this is a very the poli- the podcast that will be yes. suspended. A as soon as we get arrested by the FCC or something, or um, as soon as alternatively as soon as we turn twenty. All right. Anyway, time for the video. Or time for the podcast sponsor, uh, Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sponsoring us yet, but please sponsor us. Oh God! All right. Um, the new podcast sponsor, Jeff Cambridge Jesus. Analytica. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg personally funded this podcast. Friedrich Engels personally <laughs> edited this podcast. Um, okay. So what else is in the news? Uh, there's well, Israel. Yeah. As, as per the norm, Israel's a conspiracy. It's Explain. It. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had a joke lined up, but I don't know where it's going. Okay, but what, should we should we get to the point that yeah, I'm sure. here for? The re- the thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> be- we'll, before we'll that, though, I have a little segue. So right. one thing to know is that there have been some there have been protests going on going around uh, across the world. One in mm-hmm. Hong Kong about um kind of Chinese hegemony over Hong Kongers with the extradition bill and um. The president Carrie Lam, uh, oh yeah, yeah, president. I don't think is the right Not word. The like the prime minister, or like no, it's like called like CEO or something like really weird of China. No, no, of the Hong CEO Kong. of China. No, not CEO. It's something weird, but it's like a but whoever she is, yes. Anyway, um, dungeon master Carrie Lam has been uh, really, really in a tizzy over um, protests, which I think at their peak covered. One fourth, one quarter of the Hong Kongese population. Wow. Um, then there was one in uh, Puerto Rico against essentially inefficient governance um, mm-hmm. because Ricardo Rosseo uh, sent out a bunch of misogynistic or uh, a bunch of his super misogynistic and homophobic texts were released, mm-hmm. and they've gone through three or four governors in the past two weeks. Fun. Finally, we're. Down back to Brazil, aka USA Part Two, um, except they're just accelerating their fascism, which it has been erupting into protest because uh, Bolsonaro has uh, diverted eighty-seven million dollars away from uh, education and textbooks and diverting it to his plan to cut down the entire Amazon rainforest and replace it with statues of himself uh, next to his idol King K rule. Yeah, Jeff yes, Bezos um, should feel threatened. Uh, what was it? Um, I was thinking about... You talked about Puerto Rico, right? You know what's a wild thing to think about? The Puerto Rican governor goes to congressional meetings in D.C. and he is not allowed to vote or participate. He or she, depending on who's holding the office. Yeah, like no one in Puerto Rico... You're allowed really... to spectate. <laughs> that is either the worst job in the world or the best job in the world by somebody's mind. <laughs> I think the governor of Puerto Rico is just the most high up in, like, the voyeur yeah. hierarchy. I think the problem is when you get, like, governments, like, because Puerto Rico is connected to the U.S., and so they can tell, unlike Brazil or North Korea, or more accurately North Korea, you North Koreans aren't going to start a riot against their leader because they don't think there's anything better. They think he's the best. But whereas, like, Puerto Rican people know there's better options out there, and now they just don't trust the government at all. I mean, that's valid, because their government has been, like, insanely corrupt and run by terrible people. Here's my question. Is there a government on this earth right now that isn't corrupt in some form? No. 
And that is why, viewers, I'm going to preach the gospel of anarcho-syndicalism to you. <laughs> I'm going to shave you. <laughs> I will tie your shoelaces. <laughs> Please, sl- slather me in butter. And- <laughs> For those who aren't watching the video podcast behind a DLC paywall, uh, Neil never ties his shoes. And that's the T, sis. <laughs> of course. Um, what was... So, what were we talking about? I think we were going to launch into a tirade about the American education about system. The, yes, we were. That's sure. why I got on this podcast. That's why I'm here. Mainly to talk about special education, but we'll talk about the whole thing for a little bit. So, we're all part of the American education system, as far as I know. Are, are we? Are oh, we? wait. I, yeah. Yes. Yes, we are. I'm part of the Klingon education <laughs> system, personally. I'm part of the Spanish education system. It's just in the American one, you know, just chilling. Um... I come from the school of hard knocks. All right, you're a secret fifty year old on Facebook, I guess. Because fifty yeah. year olds on Facebook. Neil's favorite. Kind I of haven't humor. unleashed my army <laughs> army of uh, minion memes yet. Yeah, Neil, Neil's favorite kind of humor is boomer humor. Uh, but let's talk about the American education system and how it is awful. So uh, the American education system was set up in a time before automatic automation or whatever it is. Yeah. Basically, the act of uh, replacing jobs with robots because mm-hmm. robots do everything better, um, and they uh, it was set up before then. It's kind of an industrial era thing, which is weird to think about. But there's no real room for creativity in the whole American education system because it's very much like you need to pick a path and you go on that set path, and then you get a job where you sit in a cubicle. And you type numbers into a machine, and then you go home to your wife, and, and then you die. Her. All right, but no, no. Sure. So, um, that's it, it's very much set up not in a way where you can be creative and you can kind of yeah. flex your creative muscle. In uh, the high school I attend, which we are being vague for uh, okay. security reasons. Yeah. As we all know, I'm the most um, contentious person on the planet <laughs> at this very moment in time. Um, I don't. We don't have like even regular arts programs. The arts oh. programs are in constant battles with every other program. And so the only theater production we put on is a musical every year. Uh, we have a couple concerts here and there, and it's just genuinely like performing arts and arts in general are pushed to the side so that they so that my school can flex its SAT scores, <laughs> which are high, I guess. But it's stupid because things like the SAT and st- and tests like that that you can't even study for determine your future, which I think is the dumbest notion on the planet. Yeah, exactly. And also, if you look at just how like schools in general and opportunity is structured, stru- structured. I, I really don't know how to talk. But structured like so much based on like the zip code you're born into or how much money your neighbors have and are paying in taxes. Like it's just insane that like some schools of course, have tons of programs and stuff for all their students. Like, some public schools have, like, really great stuff and are, like, quality schools. But literally, if you're born in the wrong town or if your town doesn't have, like, as many high-income taxpayers, then suddenly you're basically fucked. And or um, something I was thinking about on the topic of resources, uh, school counselors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told this to them before the podcast started. But if you're a high schooler in America, you are more likely to die of, I think, you're most likely to die in a car crash, and I think you're second likely to die of killing yourself. And that is 
oh, scary idea that most teens die probably because of their own hands and their own thoughts. And that can all be prevented by a school counselor who can get these people help. But the problem is, at a school like mine, I have one counselor for over 400 kids. That's Schools need to realize that mental health is a priority. Being a teenager is hard. I don't know half of the emotions I feel on a daily basis existed before that day. So the fact that I don't have the resources to go to a... I mean, I do it all the time. The fact that I don't have... Most kids don't have the resource to go to a school counselor and be like, Hey, I want to blow my brains out. Please help. Is horrible. Yeah, and like, just in general, like, education surrounding mental health and just like being conscious of that... And like treating other people decently, it's almost like if, it's, it just doesn't really. It's exist. almost like if mental health improved, there'd be less. I don't know. Things school people shootings. would be happier. There'd be yeah. less, and there'd be less school shootings. Go back to the topic from last episode. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like again, not to fully blame, like the mental mentally ill people for mass shootings. Because that's definitely like, not. Because like the the guy, I can't remember which shooting it was but on that day with the dual shooting situation. Oh, El Paso and It might have been, yeah, El Paso and Dayton. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but one of those guys was just racist. He didn't have anything going on mentally. He just was racist. Yeah. And that was it. But, so we're not solely blaming like, hey, uh, you only shoot up a school if you've got schizophrenia or something. No, but we're saying like, it would probably help if there was a counselor more. Oh, exactly. And like, again, Republicans, who are definitely not listening to this, but if you are... Like, really? Like, pulling the mentally ill, mental illness card, like, just to blame mentally ill people for shootings, but then actually, like, taking away funding from programs that would help them get, like, better healthcare for, like, their mental illnesses? That's, that's just, that's bad. Bad. Exactly. And even in school dis in wealthier school dicks, districts. Districts. Well, dicks. I'm sorry. <laughs> dicks. Pardon me. <laughs> dicks. Uh, nice. <laughs> sorry. Uh, this is a children's <laughs> podcast, David. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's a teen podcast, okay? But when funding is allocated to a school, it's not allocated to, like, the more holistic parts of the education. It's allocated to getting those quotas done and making sure that the academic experience is as rigorous and comprehensive as possible. Yeah, only for um, STEM, of course, but... <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. we can invent the next Facebook and... Uh, all those bullshit jobs. David Graeber wrote about it in a really nice book called Bullshit Jobs. I'm repping my man, David Graves. <laughs> but it's a very capitalistic mindset that has, like, hegemonized our schools. Uh, and I think, I think it can go away. All right, but, like, in some sense, I feel like we can't really blame schools for, like, the mindset we've sort of created around this. Because if you look at how schools are rated... They're rated based on their test scores, and the test scores are based on, like, only STEM and, like, the, these, like, core curriculum that we've deemed are necessary. So it's, like, through no fault of their own are schools prioritizing this way too much over, like, m- probably much more important things that people actually need to be taught. And, like, it's a problem that's really societal. and in It's the a top-down problem, yeah, yeah, because our economy doesn't accommodate for people who are not capable of... You walked a thin line here, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Our economy does not accommodate for people who cannot (laughs) produce produce, uh, enough for our capitalist overlords. Um, Hail Prime. 
<laughs> Praise be Jeff Bezos. Praise be uh, K Lay with an E I G H um, Amazon FC ambassador. Oh my God, those FC ambassadors are so. Um, All right, go off. Go off. Oh, yes. go off. Okay, so that being said, going for mental health mm-hmm. in schools, which is poor. We go to special education, which is connected to mental health because special education has to do with I do like special things. And um, education. For This is uh, when I'm going to reveal this, I guess, technically uh, to the internet, okay. to the entire internet. Uh, I was Just specially educated. <laughs> I was specially educated until mm-hmm. I got to a bunch of AP classes and they said, maybe this kid's too smart for this. Or not too smart, but maybe he's got, he's got things handled. Mm-hmm. Um, but... What hap- What I was part of that system, and I see a lot of the flaws in it. The main flaw being, it is the biggest hand-wavy thing in the entirety of the school system. Every SPED kid is treated the same regardless of what they have and who they are. Um, uh, and, and they also don't mix, keep in mind. Special education people, kids who have those issues, don't mix well with the other kids. Um... Or not with, like, the other regular kids. I'm talking with the other sped kids. Oh. Like, there were plenty of times when uh, fights would break out in, like, the special education department because there were two autistic kids who were placed in the same room together and just didn't like each other. You have the issue of everybody's mental issue is different. Everybody is different as a person. So when you have them all together in a room and you treat them the same, it's going to end up with a lot of poor results. Yeah. That's why I got out, because it wasn't helping at a point. And, like, they call it specialized education, but it's not really specialized to help it's not, people and, and, with mental illnesses. It's just, like, putting them all in a separate room and just, like, not really doing anything with them, which is yeah. an issue. Yeah, this brings up programs like Common Core, the, the kinds that set up... Common Core. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of... <laughs> You just got that, sorry. Did you just fucking... Okay. <laughs> my school district, my school district is Common Core. Uh, but uh, programs like Common Core, I understand and empathize with the view that education and quality education should be a right, but it's we can't do that by setting up quotas to ensure that everyone can produce a sufficient amount. Because, in but the, like, and then you get situations where, like, if you can't fit that quota and... It, it like there are some genuinely smart people I know who are really really talented. The problem is they just can't do algebra that well, so they're considered failures and stuff like that. And the fact that that's the reality is horrible because people aren't you being smart doesn't have to do with how like how good your letter grade is. It has to it has to do with a bunch of different factors of like who you are as a person, how you think rationally, all that kind of stuff. And the fact that schools kind of boil it down to like. You're smart if you hit these numbers, and if you don't, then you're average. Yeah, fuck if you, you don't hit, you can yeah. fuck right <laughs> off. But like the thing is, yeah, I th- I think again, like one of the main issues with this, like some fact, like the uh, the rationalization or like what what people the re- the reason people haven't like made things like Common Core, like it, it's not really a, a t- what's it called like the motivation behind why someone wants to do something. Like, they, they're they not, it's not, like, a terrible reason. Like, the rationale. Yeah, the rationale for for Common Core and stuff. Like, really, it's, it's logical. It's supposed to be addressing, like, the problem of differences in school education and how, like, some schools get, like, nice, free, like, 
like a, a million IMAX while some other schools have like two textbooks for like the entire grade. But th- that that's another. So if you're from Brazil, you get none. <laughs> But, like, if you look at it in the way that our schools are getting funding, it's fundamentally not equal, and it's built to keep people who are in poverty still in poverty. It's built to keep the working <laughs> class complacent. No, but, like, really... Okay, so you hear this? That's the case. <laughs> you hear this? That's the hammer and sickle going in the case. That's the case closing, and that's the case being thrown across the room and out of the door. But, like, in terms of education, though, if we can't have, like, public education is supposed to be, I, in my opinion, I think it should be equal for everyone. It should also be it's, highly more democratized than it is already. Oh, totally. Because the problem is that it's logical. It's a pure logical system. Test grades are a logical idea. If uh-huh. you don't know the knowledge, then you don't know the knowledge, and you get and you get left behind. And then if you, and then... The fact that like impoverished areas have worse schools because they're impoverished, and then you can connect that back to like a bunch of race relations and all that. And stuff. Marxism mm. <laughs> took out the hammer and sickle from the case. <laughs> um, what hap- uh, What you get is the. I'm sure when they was thought up, it was not thought we are going to do this because we don't like people with different skin color. It was thought up because we're going to do this because this is the easiest and most logical way to set up an education system. I mean, this is where I would normally go into my redlining rant, but, like, a a lot of the differences in terms of, I guess, like, racial, like, areas specifically where people live, that's definitely intentional. But, like, again, going... uh, If we're... we're, we're, Let's move on, I guess. Liberalism... And not, like, the, not people trying to silence you on college campuses, um, crying at Ben Shapiro. Shut up, snowflake. (laughs) (laughs) Crying at Ben Shapiro rallies liberalism, but liberalism, the idea of, um, solving problems with the free market, the way, like, um... God intended. Uh, alternatively, the way Elizabeth Warren or Andrew Yang or, Same thing. (laughs) Or, uh, Obama wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. It's... Well-meaning, however, it cannot solve the problems yeah. of the American today. It's... I think, like it's like the concept of just the free market fixing itself is inherently based on a meritocracy, which we obviously, obviously do not have, because like our government for the past, like as long as it's existed, has literally worked to segregate people and keep certain people from succeeding while enabling the success. So, Sachess? The sachet. So, like, again, liberalism in your definition of it and, like, free market economics would work okay, I guess, in a perfect scenario, but it it's not a perfect scenario and it hasn't. So, and you, and you know get what? the fuck out of here, John Maynard Keynes. I'd love to come up with a solution to this, but it's, not, it's almost like I haven't been properly educated to do it. <laughs> oh my god. Wait a second, you can use algebra to fix this, right? What, 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 what? <laughs> Study for the SATs and maybe you can fix the government. Oh my, dude, I I think, in my opinion, I cut this part out because I'm having a stroke, but... So, <laughs> okay, what I was trying to connect to is the fact that, um, speaking of race relations, I brought this up to them earlier, have you ever thought about how, after the civil rights movement in every American uh-huh. history textbook... It's just like, and then racism was solved forever. <laughs> there, ex- it doesn't exist anymore. No more racism. Like a fairy, like a fairy.
fairy tale. Like, yeah. who doesn't love a good fairy tale? Oh I saw this article, like, that was, like, right after Obama got elected that was, like, racism's over because Obama's president. And it's, like, all right white whoever god don't you hate it when racism's over so you don't have anyone to oppress <laughs> but like yeah so we gotta again the wild hogs <laughs> there are 30 to 50 of them in my yard right now it's been 30 to 50 days since i got tired of that joke <laughs> i i will say a solution for hogs proper american education definitely because i was gonna say a gulag but that's just cool <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they're out there attacking my children, so I don't know if they deserve an education. Have you heard about like that whole like how hogs were introduced to the Americas? Wait, it's what? a wild story, actually. Oh, like um, they were brought by the Spanish, huh. and they carried disease, and they killed a lot of natives. But Small the natives, hawks, baby. But the natives also loved the taste of pork, so that's why <laughs> we got a lot of pork-based Hispan or Latino dishes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, but. They also uh, breed really fast, so a lot of like t- like letters and stuff from the Spanish home from the Americas was like, there are thirty thousand hogs currently <laughs> roaming the countryside. Please send help. <laughs> They're attacking my unsupervised my children. <laughs> They're invading the pueblos. <laughs> someone bring over someone bring over a wolf with a very strong set of lungs. Oh gee. Have you heard that thing about, like, wolves are being airdropped into Canada to deal with, like, the moose problem? I did, involved? yeah. <laughs> the idea, just, like, tactical airdrop inbound, and it's just a... It, the next Call of Duty game better have a tactical airdrop that's just wolves. <laughs> I think that Fortnite, predi- just, like, I think Fortnite predicted this with the furry in Season <laughs> 6. What, there was a what? What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Let's not talk I about mean, that. I think the we do have... on another communist rant we talk about Fortnite. We have and speaking of Fortnite... Like, Trump wants to buy Greenland. Oh, <laughs> he does, apparently. He, he wants uh, to buy Greenland. He wants to buy Greenland. According to people in his administration, he is very excited by that idea. And Denmark, the official owner, and I say that uh, loosely because mm-hmm. owning Great. land is a very... Owning a country is a very yeah. risky idea. Similarly, um, own, well, I mean, also keep in mind, it's just a bunch of ice that happens to be near each other. <laughs> it's barely a country. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the president of Denmark, I believe, the current propri- proprietors of um, uh, Greenland um, got kind of pissed and invited Trump over for a meeting in a, about a week or so. Ooh. I would be pretty pissed, too, if Donald J. Trump was just like, we're going to buy David's house and we're just not going to give it to him. I think We're just going to buy it and take it from him. I'd be like... Please come into my house and let's talk about this. I think in this new chapter to the book of American imperialism, Trump is just trying to play a prolonged game of civilization. Where, like, you have all the caravans and whatnot giving you money. And yeah. You, so eventually you have enough money to just buy every city-state. And I've been playing a lot of Civ. Uh, can we talk about that? Right, forget forget about- Ace Watkins. Donald Trump is already our first gamer president. And I think <laughs> that is the fundamental reason why I want him right. on. Enough of teens talk politics. Time for gamers teens. talk games. <laughs> Look, the most oppressed people on planet Earth were gamers. Obviously. From the start. The Jews, gamers. African Africans, gamers. The Chinese, gamers. Squid? People? Gamers. 
<laughs> okay. 30 to 50 wild hogs? <laughs> Gamers. Listen, they're the oppressors. They're the bourgeoisie. <laughs> okay. I think the, the, the big question that's that's taking control of my mind right now is whether or not we're going to leave this in. Um, and I think the answer is yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I, I, I want to just leave in every time I say gamers and everything after it, but all the like space in between. No, no, no space in between. So I just say gamers. 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 <laughs> all right. Um, oh, speaking of, video games cause shootings. Oh yeah, oh. Uh, Walmart is <laughs> Walmart is really cracking down on mass shootings by uh, uh, removing by, yeah by removing Animal Crossing from the shelves, removing all uh, displays of violent video games. Um, Honestly, finally that rascal Super Mario. Mario games that make people violent is when somebody steals your DS game. Like that jerk. I think his name was like John or something. Who on my bus in like first grade, he took my copy of Mario Kart DS, and I haven't gotten it back for the past ten years. I know who you are. I know what you smell like. I know what you live in. Kind of a weird moment to admit this, but I did steal my cousin's copy of Nintendogs when I was four. You're the problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. Outlaw Julius. <laughs> I hope you know if you go to like run for like mayor of something or like a yeah. like senate. Or something, or mayor. Somebody's gonna drudge up this podcast episode and be like, "Nah, he steals DS games. We can't, we can't have this guy in this and bo- uh, running the country. Country. Uh, okay, I have to cut that out. Too. Damn it. Okay. All right. Um, moving on. Stop being or accidentally not. misogynistic. <laughs> should okay. we should we go back to like the big topic of schools and whatnot? Sure. And mainly, sexting. Things before you said. Things before you said. So, for those who don't know, we uh, record this in our um, local public library. Your David, local public library. And we uh, managed to we managed to pick up a pamphlet with um what seems to be Billie Eilish, um texting from an AT and T like flip phone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you would take titty pictures on that. I don't uh, think that has a camera. It does. It does oh. have a very small camera. What you just do is um. For, Parentheses, period, per- and parentheses, <laughs> and then do that again. Sexting is never private. Okay. Reminder. And um, if you sext on Twitter, we can legally fire you. Great transition. Into the barstool sports thing. <laughs> okay. Wait. <laughs> pamphlet's being thrown across the- Is it gone? No, it's in the picture. <laughs> I thought it disappeared. Okay, okay yeah. well, the gist of it is that there's a very specific methodology to sexting, but, uh... I think before we launch into this this new story, we here at the Teens Talk Politics gang uh, need to agree to unionize. Yes, for sure. Because Amazon doesn't let me go pee. Yeah, our FC day. ambassador is really it's <laughs> just watching us like a hawk. You guys heard that joke that's like, Jeff Bezos uh, got a divorce because a marriage is a union. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, really? It's, I've... I'm d- directly quoting from a Bernie tweet, probably, maybe, that might or might not exist. Every word that comes out of your mouth is directly quoted from a Bernie tweet. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. But, I mean, like, a lot of companies or workers of companies are starting to unionize, and company owners are getting afraid of that. Even my subs started to unionize. <laughs> Dude. I, ho- I hope for the love of God guys, and my future that no- none of you... Guys, unions are back. It's the 1920s again. You guys want to go and smoke? Guys want to go do the flapper? Yeah. 
Who, who wants to get involved in uh, politics? Or who wants to get into a horrible factory accident? <laughs> triangle shirtwaist factory fire? But also, like, is the triangle the shirt or the waist? And what... Why is it the triangle? Okay, never mind. Uh, and it's, that, it's this new segment of our podcast that I like to call um, Neil Boyle's Cough Syrup and watches us slowly go insane. <laughs> Okay, well, you've got like a little like like teapot plugged in over there, and it's just boiling <laughs> up. There's something in the air here. Mm. Nyquil. Other things have definitely happened this week. Uh, For sure, Neil was murdered. Oh, do we want to talk about Jeffrey Epstein murdered? Oh, we can do that. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein murdered in my America. It's more likely than you think. Uh. See, I think I believe the story was released on 4chan by um, by a uh, first responder or something um, before it was released to any of the major news outlets, and I think mm. I find that the most disturbing part of American politics is 4chan. Is it's, yeah, it, like, <laughs> even the fact that Twitter, the fact that Twitter is like a major part of American politics. Whatever, it's Twitter. It's uh, like it's like the vanilla ice cream of social media yeah. platforms. Like, 4chan is like biting into vanilla ice cream and, and realizing, realizing it's laced. No, it's glue. Realizing it's glue. <laughs> it's just glue. And then the glue the of further, American society. The further down you go, it's horse cum. That's what you realize with 4chan. It is glue and horses. Same thing. I mean, isn't that what glue's made of? Horse. It, you I thought it, it's synthetic now. Now oh, it's like synthetic. Damn it! What if I've been before millennials drinking, are what if killing, I've been drinking that? <laughs> millennials are killing the horse glue industry. I think it's actually illegal to mill horses into glue now. I'm pretty sure. So they're not killing Uh-oh. it. It's been dead for a while. <laughs> okay, I have if to... you know somebody who owns like horse glue, shoot! I just gotta call up the person who runs my horse glue. Bag. I have this working theory that all horse girls are all. Horse girls? My gender-neutral term for people who are interested in horses. Horse, horse girl. Um, heeple, if you will. Horse squirrels. <laughs> Furries, if you will. I want. have this working theory that they're just glue barons um, running underground rings to uh, to liquidize, liquidate horses. Liquidate? Liquify. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta liquefy these assets. <laughs> Literally. The horses are the a- assets, though. Anyway, more about Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, this okay. just in: they found the remnants of a um, power power suit um, at the like like, like a like a pants like a pants suit oh, um, at the scene that. of the crime, um, followed by a strand of blonde hair. Um, that is a lot. Wait, that's real? No. Okay. <laughs> I was about to be real right. I was about to be like Neil murdered Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> we all know blonde Neil. <laughs> With, with with the pants suit. Or, or the power suit? The pa- yeah, power, power suit. Power blazer. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, what what are we talking about now? I'm... Uh, we're talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. So you guys go off. I'm going to find that thing that I was... Uh, that story that I was looking at. Oh, yeah. Wait. Speaking of Epstein, uh, apparently Fox News has decided to cover in-depth the theory that the Clintons murdered him, but not the equally... Appealing theory that equally Trump, culpable. Yeah, that I'm Trump willing. Him. I'm willing to accept that they tag teamed um, <laughs> him, that they paid off the guards to, uh, like, just go turn off. around, <laughs> um, turned off the CCTV, and just kind of like knocked him around for two hours. Oof. Uh, according to Miaw.com, which I don't know is a reliable news source, uh, 
Epstein kept a meticulously detailed secret diary about his friendships with powerful people as an insurance policy. What a nerd! This guy keeps a friendship diary? <laughs> Who wants to read that? But also, <laughs> like, if, if it, it's so convenient that he just happens to, to die... I mean, not not to like. It's so convenient that the people on Suicide Watch just so happen to be taking naps and like, <laughs> and like being like, "Hey, I hope this guy doesn't kill himself or something." <laughs> but like, the thing is, the people who are rightfully accusing Epstein of like sexual assault and like the underground sex ring that he operated for years, like they're not really going to be able to get their justice against him, and that's kind of terrible. That is. That, this got surprisingly real really fast. Um, that is awful, and you've got to think like there's a pit in hell waiting for that man. That's that's a good thought in my head. Yeah, I think um, I think this whole debacle for me at least has almost distracted me from the fact that he ran a child sex ring. Oh um, yeah, huge. <laughs> no, but that 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 is. <laughs> Say it. It's so I don't feel bad for Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> I, Neil sympathizes with him. <laughs> Neil, Neil saw that news story and he was like, I get it. That's my unique teen perspective. <laughs> Neil runs a sex ring, but it's just horses. Turning themselves into glue? Yes. <laughs> they go at it until they just... They're not solid. They, they liquidate no longer solid. They fly. They, they liquidate each other's assets. Anyway, this is teen, this is teens talk. Uh, okay, yeah, moving on. Um, what was I going to talk? I wrote down public charge. That's the that's the new immigrant. That's thing. a new uh, immigrant rule. Oh fuck! I mean, immigrant crap. Rule. There are none. No, but like, uh, just a subtle reminder to all of y'all: uh, illegal immigrants do pay taxes, and they, they don't do not. Re- many of them don't receive the services. At all, yeah, the services that that we all receive. From paying taxes, that they, they don't receive that for paying taxes either. And, like, that's... Yeah. But they do receive one thing. Discrimination. Yes, they sure do. And in that's that a, topic... Is, no, there are you going to say something horribly offensive <laughs> after that? There have been multiple people no. who are, like, completely legal immigrants who have been detained by ICE or have... Which been, I find absolutely hilarious. And the best thing I mean, is when the, yeah. kid, when the parents are legal immigrants and they take the kids with them. And the kid has no idea what Mexico is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was... What was that? The guy that got sent to... What was it, Iraq? We, we were... I think we covered last this week. last week. Um... Uh, like, yeah, there was, like, a guy. I, I, I remember, not from what you guys covered, I remember there was a story about a guy who got deported to Mexico. And Mexico was like, you are not Mexico, and they deported him. You are not Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> you are not Mexico, and they deported him to, like, Guatemala or something. And, they, and then he, and then uh, apparently uh, police in, like, Argentina or some country like that found him homeless on a park bench. And then he was eventually returned to America, where he was detained again at the airport. For some oh. stupid reason. And uh, that's race relations in America in a nutshell, basically. Can't find that yeah. in a textbook. Teens, <laughs> teens talk politics is your only reliable source. For <laughs> vague news stories that we think we heard. We, 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 tell, the, we tell it like it is, fellas. God, we don't yes. tell the truth. We tell nothing but... Facts. And... Fair and balanced? Logic? Is that where we're going? Are we quoting my man Ben Sharpingu? Hold up, wait. Can we do a thing where we talk where we talk about a political topic, but we do it one word at a time? Sure. Right. Racism. 
is great. That's for Jews. Okay, let's stop this now. <laughs> All right, uh, I can use that. I, do we want to? Is Jewish. Ta- uh, speaking that. of Israel, I guess that was that was a terrible <laughs> transition. Is... But speaking of Israel, really, Netanyahu like banning. What a Netanyahu, <laughs> am I right? No, he's literally let in yeah, to Israel yeah. like actual like Holocaust deniers and like white supremacists, but he's not gonna let in. Uh, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib for criticizing his numerous human rights violations. He has also barred Jewish critics from entering Israel. (laughs) Which makes it seem like it's maybe not an anti-Semitism thing. Maybe it's politically motivated. (laughs) Yahoo.com is, in my opinion, I I know y'all are like, uh, everybody hates on him. Mostly liberals. But I Liberals say, are fine with him. It's the communists that hate him. <laughs> I will like they talk about how you know his oppression of like Palestine and whatnot and all that fun stuff. Zach Fox says free Palestine. In my in my opinion, Israel is a country that was made for Jews, a group of people who have been oppressed for the past four thousand plus years, and so I do not blame. The leaders of Israel for having such a strong military and for doing all the seriously but, kind mean, of bad things they, they do. They also took over like Palestine, and the people in Palestine are literally being treated as like less than second class citizens. Like again, I recognize that it's supposed to be like it's the, the whole creation of Israel. I, uh, I don't really understand. I understand that I'm of the opinion that everyone deserves a safe place yes, to live. Yes, of course. But I'm also staunchly anti-nationalist. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't say that if you uh, just came out of the Holocaust and all that Egypt shit. I mean... Jews have reason to be fearful yes, of many things. Of course, but like also... Exactly. But they've gone from... They're becoming the oppressors in a sense if you look at the treatment of people living in... Like Palestinian people I guess living that there. That part is the part where they're not justified. I think if they invaded Palestine and took it over and then the people were just part of Israel, then whatever. Who cares? But the fact that they're being treated so poorly is the problem. Yeah. It's because it's the like... The fact that they're creating illegal settlements and are illegally occupying Palestine is a problem too. I get that, but like, part of me is like, well, if they invade... I understand. Pal- part of me is like, if they invade Palestine and Palestine loses, then, then Palestine's theirs. That's just how war works. And okay. I, that's just, I don't know. Israel is a, like a hotbed of issues. It, it sure is. And I think their only way to solve it is 30 to 50 wild hogs. Yes. Being Let them breed like crazy. Let them breed like crazy. Ben. Let them turn into 30 to 50,000 <laughs> wild hogs. And, and let's move on. But Fear for your smil- small small children. Yeah, orange, man, orange man really is... Orange man cry. Exacerbating the reactionary government. Orange man cry. <laughs> Orange man make me cry, Dave. Donald, uh, Donald Trump cry. He want the Big Mac. <laughs> Give the Donald Trump the Big Mac. Is really you special? You you said, "Hey, pal, we're gonna have a special guest on," and then he was like, "All right," and then he ruined the podcast. <laughs> oh my god! You're gonna get like five minutes of actual usable discussion from this. Yeah, I probably. think so. We're going to cut parts of this out and it's just going to well, be... Actually, the only <laughs> acceptable parts of this conversation have been the Epstein con- has been the Epstein conversation. 
Oh, wait. Do we want to talk about, like, because we're sort of on the topic of nationalism, cashmere? Cashmere, yeah. Cashmere. It's my favorite sweater. It's my favorite sweater. So, okay, I don't I'm... know anything about this next topic, so y'all do it, and I'm going to provide... Uh, funny uh, accents? Funny accents. Actually, no, please don't. And, and, uh, I'll be, and I'll be, like, your hype man, so go. Okay. Talk so, uh, I, for those of you who don't know, um, and I, for the 20 of you that are listening, who probably know me, sorry, um, I am Indian, you so, me. this is, <laughs> this episode, uh, this, this episode is sponsored by world history is, uh, very near and dear to my heart, and yet I still do not sympathize with the governments of India or Pakistan, um, one of which is run by a fierce nationalist, and the other is run by, uh, <laughs> by, a former cricket star, Imran Khan. Imran Khan. Uh, both of which are nuclear powers. Yeah, that, that's you're not gonna hype. Fun. You're not gonna hype up nuclear powers. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think they're essentially holding Kashmir hostage. A hostage. Hyping uh, <laughs> up those hostages um, as a means of political power and also sapping off of its national resources. Yeah, it's it's not you're really taunting me, aren't you? Taunting you. <laughs> I'm a vengeful god. But this is a, essentially an endeavor of nationalistic dick measuring. Again, I expected <laughs> dick. But, but yeah, that's I don't really know that much about this. But yeah, nationalism is is bad. Kids, teens, please, yeah, don't don't do it. Teens talk ethno nationalism. Ethno <laughs> nationalism. Uh, what happened recently in Kashmir is that uh, as a result of which. Um, I think several Indians have died, is that in the Indian... Several Indians have died! uh, In the Hindu majority part of Kashmir, uh, India has shut down all, like, connections to the internet. Oh, Oh, yeah. Connections to the internet? I I did see that. Which is... Yeah, that's that's not... So people have not been able to commute back to Kashmir. Um, People have been having trouble receiving medical services and people cannot call their loved ones unless it is at loved a ones. hospital or, I think, a penitentiary. penitentiary? Penicillin? Um, this is all in an attempt... <laughs> this is all in, a, in an attempt to nationalize Kashmir for political troll, control slash its national resources, which are quite abundant. Abundant? <laughs> Thank yeah. you, David. Yeah. Okay, but... but then, then, then. then again, I am not a native Indian... And cannot like completely truthfully speak to the issues that are going on there. So, look it up. Yeah. I promise you, it's as, it's as bad <laughs> as what we're saying it is. Yeah, it's numerous human rights violations. Numerous human rights violations. Yeah, sure, yeah. And uh, speaking of human rights violations, ice raids, which are pretty bad, and the protests that have going been going on man, that must be against cold. ice. So in Rhode Island, I believe... I said, man, that must be pretty cold to get it, because it's ice. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah. I believe What's in Rhode Island there was a protest outside a um, detention center, and a the truck of an... or an employee driving a truck... Um, Drove injured. into a crowd. Yeah, probably. which is quite close to the anniversary of Charlottesville. Yeah, actually. And also, um, considering so, this was actually a Jewish group of protesters, specifically... 
something you never think about. Dem- I, Rhode Island is surprisingly diverse. Like they have the highest per gays per capita. I think. I think really? that would have been like Massachusetts. Yeah. No, or no, they, no, Rhode Island has like a lot of like gay people because of Jews like, and like different the Bay places. Area. No, I think because it's just so, the gay area. The, uh, yeah, are you gay? What are you, what are you like dicking balls? You like dicking balls? Maybe <laughs> a little cock? You like dicking balls? Uh, yeah, okay, we're gonna we're gonna move <laughs> on. Maybe, maybe cut that part out too. Uh, move on the dick and balls. I mean, okay, but anyways, uh, going back to what Sweet were we talking about? Boy. <laughs> we were talking about Rhode Island ice race. Oh yeah, also yeah ice, the ice, <laughs> the the Jewish group of protesters <laughs> who were protesting in Rhode Island and got driven into by a truck like Doesn't that. That happened before. Yeah, like, people it has. Get what is it with people in trucks what is, and thinking they have What is up with racist... Uh, trucks are racist. <laughs> that is my verdict. Trucks are yes. racist. Trucks are racist. Trucks are racist. Trucks are racist. Wow. Hammer and tickle out again. <laughs> trucks are racist. And you know what trucks do? We use them to seize the means of production. Ah! I think uh, Google's master plan to making it's us an egalitarian, anarcho-capitalist society... Um, I don't know what 90% of those words mean. Good. That means I won't get, like, flagged. Um, <laughs> I think uh, their master plan is to eliminate the racist trucks in our society, which is why Andrew Yang is such a threat to the establishment. <laughs> um, that said, he's been garnering, garnering a lot of support lately, That's... and it's scaring me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like UBI as much as... The next person probably does, which is uh, actually probably more than the next person. I like guaranteed living, but like I, I mean, I, I like the way, <laughs> like the the way he's trying to like, he's so intent on like preserving the systems that really cause the inequality that UBI is trying to solve, while also introducing UBI as a solution. It, it's I don't know if that's gonna work. Yeah, and on here's this part. here's my little bit of uh, of political politics political politics tea. <laughs> Um, Political tea. <laughs> do we need to like switch you off from hype man mode? <laughs> <laughs> you wanna? I'm. Maybe. I like this actually. You like this? <laughs> but if Andrew Yang wins the presidency, um, and by that I mean if every other Democratic candidate dies, and Andrew Yang wins the presidency, he's gonna going to win on a mandate of universal basic income, not a mandate for Medicare for all, not a mandate for a Green New Deal. Um, which essentially weakens these things' chance of passing. Exactly. Yeah, but like universal basic income is a pretty good start. Yeah, but it's. I feel like it's the way also he's not addressing the other problems. He's f- focusing so much on this. And yeah, it's a backdoor to uh, privatizing other industries. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, Republicans so, have suggested UBI in sucks. the past, but like as in the backdoor. <laughs> It, like, they've suggested UBI as a replacement for, like, welfare programs and other social services that would probably be pretty effective as well. Like, I, I do agree that UBI is actually one of the most effective ways of ending poverty. And, because, like, again, the... I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I thought you had been saying UTI this whole time. Oh! I was like, why are you talking about urinary tract infections like they're fucking, like, <laughs> universal basic income, buddy? But, like, again... Like, the the reason it works so well, it's been proven to work pretty well, too, is because, like, you're actually letting people who need the money choose what they need it on, because, like, rich people don't really have a good understanding of what poor people need and who which poor person deserves to have it. Yeah, have you seen that video of Bill Gates guessing how much groceries cost? What did he say? What? What did he say? Like, um, how much groceries cost? I didn't watch it. I'm just using this as an anecdote. <laughs> 
but I think in the spirit of uh, that video, that uh, very much applies. Rich mm-hmm. people do not understand the needs of yeah. proletariat. And, like, the, the systems that we have now, so there's, like, welfare and, like, things like that, which are extremely restricted, by the way, they make you jump through all these loopholes just to, like, get the resource that you actually need. Like, they, they're not actually helping people in poverty that much. And, like, if you look at programs that are designed to, like, or, or just, like, focuses on, say, like, increasing, like, jobs or whatever, those are mostly lower-income jobs that won't actually help people escape poverty. You need to raise the minimum wage to do that. You need to introduce, like, more accessible health care, stuff like that. The problem is each state has its right to choose what their minimum wage is. But Which we is, do have a federal minimum wage, mm, and it hasn't it's been like raised. Seven dollars. Yeah, exactly, because it hasn't been raised in like twenty years. While inflation has happened and the economy has done its ups and downs, like we need a higher federal minimum wage. If we again, like the to the arguments that counter this, which a lot of people say it might, it like it could take away jobs. But the thing is, the people who are working minimum wage jobs and aren't getting paid enough. The, they are working multiple jobs and they need to, like, because they're, they're not getting paid enough. The, That's an issue. And a lot of people are also trapped in the gig economy. Um, yeah. Working for Uber, not as employers, but, like, users. Yeah. Or employees, but users. Oh, have you heard that thing about how, um, I think it's, uh, it's like, uh, I listened to another podcast, uh, the Smosh cast, yeah. That's oh. where we're getting political discussion from. Um, <laughs> Disney, which uh, some of the members of Smosh come from, they were talking about how uh, Disney doesn't include didn't include them on their show as like actors. They were guest stars, huh. so they got paid less, and, and they, they probably don't get like than, benefits and stuff. Yeah, like that. they didn't get benefits. Like that's, it, yeah. which a bunch of like companies will do. They'll say like, "Oh, you're an employee," quote unquote, but in actuality, no, you're a user. You're not an actor. You're a guest star. Exactly. You're participating yeah, exactly when we don't have to pay you we're doing it because we're nice when goods and services or when the means of production are democratized um when workers don't have a say then the people in power can bend the rules yeah to accommodate for themselves and like in the somewhat like in the related issue of poverty like the reason that like employer-based healthcare or other resources that 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 they they work for some people but they don't work for everyone and the problem with, like, whoever was, like, every single moderate presidential candidate for 2020 saying that that we need to, like, uh, keep the privatized health industry, health industry, like, that health care is gone the second that you lose your job. He you thought it's, Tide Pods were $4. I mean... Individual they, Tide Pods? No, he thought, like... Like, like gourmet Tide, Tide Pods? No, back to the Bill Gates. <laughs> back to the Bill Gates thing that he mentioned about how Bill yeah, Gates... Yeah. Makes, it, what the news says is he was on Ellen, and Ellen was like, we're going to ask rich people about how much they think groceries costs. And um, what she did is she went, how much are Tide Pods? And she handed him one of the big jugs of Tide Pods, like enough Tide mm-hmm. Pods to feed an entire family for <laughs> dinner. Um, and like, and, and he was like, $4. They are $20. <laughs> yeah, like, they are $20. That's the thing. Like, rich people trying to... Be being in control of a government that's comprised mostly of the poor and that should be serving the poor a lot more than it is. Like they don't n- know the needs of the people, 
And that's why systems such as like welfare, stuff like that, haven't been proving to be super effective. That's why pasty motherfucker was like John. John was like, like John like Delaney. Mulaney. John Delaney. Like John Delaney. <laughs> like uh, John that's Delaney. That's my wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> John Delaney can make the claim, uh, or rather, has reason to make the claim, has experiences to make the claim that the whites don't exist. Sort of. Um, <laughs> In a way, but he can make the claim that people are happy with their employer-based health care and their private health care. Um, I just, I find it so funny how, I don't think I've ever heard, like, somebody who is not of, like, who is not white ever use, like, the, it's okay, I have a black friend card or something like that. Isn't that weird? Wait, what? I'm, I'm just thinking about it. Like, Sorry, it is. I'm kind of thinking out loud about like race relations in general, how white people are always the first to bring it up, in my opinion. Yeah, because if you're saying something racist, but, then yeah, yeah. you're probably pretty uh, excited to like remove yourself from the sure. racism that's inherent with that statement by making like various claims that you're not racist, even though you definitely are if you really needed to say that to justify your statement. Yeah, really. In other words, white people really like being racist. But they don't like admitting it. Okay, move I, on. I, 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 was just, <laughs> I was just, like, in a bunch of, in my opinion, the solution, not the solution, but one of the solutions to helping the underlying giant racist cloud in America is just normalize being of different colors. Like, it's okay. Wow. Like, yeah. But, but like, <laughs> just basically being like, hey, uh, it's okay to make jokes about everybody's, about people's... I'm saying, like, all race. Like, I'm not saying... I mean, like, the thing about that is, like... like... I'm saying, like, let people do what they want. And, like, if you... When you attack somebody for saying, like... When you attack a comedian for making a joke about skin color and he happens to be white, then you then you make it so that it's like, oh, you can't make fun of somebody's skin but, color. But, like, the thing is, that it, color. I feel like that's not really... Uh, about like race it's, it's a little like, more nuanced it's, than that it's like know. jokes to like about people of like minorities Welcome particularly to <laughs> but like uh, this is a debate that I've had in English class like a million times and specific people in my English class I'm specifically angry about but like if you make a joke at the expense of a minority that joke likely has a lot of historical context that makes it less right. acceptable to talk about. Because, like, I mean, yes, in yeah. a way, you could say that words are harmless and that whatever I, you I'm say not saying that. No, no, that would yeah, be yeah. stupid. What I'm saying is, like, if you normalize and you make it so that, like, like Joe Rogan uh, made a joke about the fact or about somebody's skin, then, like, when you do that, then you make it so that you separate it from... Uh, everything else and you hold it on a pedestal of like this is bad look at it and then you make everybody think it's bad if you normalize it and you just go oh he made a joke about it who cares and then you move on but then then you if it, if it was bad though like if it actually did have some poor historical it, it, context yeah. that made it offensive I'm saying like funny then jokes. that means like no, that like, means normalizing yeah. racism but which wouldn't be great either oh, but like again I, I, I do get your point from like normalizing like race, I guess, as a conversation, that's definitely valid. I mean, sure. yeah, white people are in the very unique situation of having probably oppressed every race on the planet. I, I noticed... Uh, <laughs> like, so not, when, not to, like, emphasize any white guilt that you may have, but... So, when... Yeah, so yeah, white that's, a, that's a different topic we can get into. When a white person makes a joke at the expense of a person of color... Uh, I, I think it, 
it, it's also very heavy on like the context it's set in. Oh, like definitely. if it's just like a bunch of friends and like somebody's and like uh like um and you just make a joke about it and you're just all buddies, then who cares? If exactly. it's not mean spirited. The context means like almost everything in this case. But I think like, more accurately than what I'm saying is if it's not a mean spirited joke and it's all in good fun, then maybe like I don't know what I'm saying. I'm I mean you can stroke. You can make the claim that it's moral, but is it good? Does it make you I yeah, feel like does it again like walking a fine line here. Also, between, like to bring up we're gonna walk your communist yeah. line too. <laughs> to bring up like something that you mentioned earlier about how like there there is an argument to be made by some people that may not really be true that like people are freaking out way too much about like race or like quote unquote like like when when you call like liberal snowflakes or whatever yeah. uh, like the thing is we're not like I'm not like if if you tell someone who's a minority uh like a offensive thing about minorities and they call you out for it that's not really them, like, quote-unquote, complaining here, because they're being exposed to that, like, every day. It's just, like, you're complaining about not being able to say your racist joke. Yeah. Or something like that. It's, I don't know. No one's censoring you, but we're penalizing you for being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, no one's... Oh, yeah, sorry. No, yeah, I think you're right. That's the issue. If... I think if the joke is funny, or if whatever we're talking about, like, it hits its mark, Mm -hmm. it's fine... Then we should just move on with our lives, you know. Because, in my opinion, everything should be joked about, regardless of the topic. Because comedy is the thing that heals all wounds. I guess you can go with. That's just my personal opinion about comedy and how that works. Yeah, but like it, it works in again, like the context from who's saying it. it yeah. It's really all really complicated. Essentially, if you're the person in power making a joke at the expense of people not in power, yeah, um, it's a lot more questionable. It's a lot more questionable once like, that happens because of the inherent power dynamic. It hurts them, and also because of the context behind what you're saying. Yeah, you're essentially like gaining socially from putting down people that you've been yeah. putting down for, for centuries. I want to point out. I feel like you you got. Uh, you two and the rest of the audience's home is going to be like, well, David's a racist. All right. No, <laughs> no, 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 I want to point out, yeah. I have had jokes made at my expense. I am not Jewish. My grandfather was. I have the look of a Russian Jew. I've got the big nose. and I look like him. You know, I look like him. And I have had many jokes made about that. To my face. It's not fun, but I just think to myself, if I give that person power and I point it out and I go, like, you're a racist, here is why, then what I'm doing is, it's like... The, the difference is between ignoring a bully and then pushing out and pointing out a bully. But the thing is, like, exactly. we need to point out things in order for them to actually be fixed. Like, yeah, I do but... get your point. Like, again, I, I think, again, this is sort of confusing, like, people calling out others for, like, uh, quote-unquote, like, being hurt by it. Like, I if someone says a racist joke to me, uh, like, I usually... Like, it's not because, if I call them out for it, it's not because I'm personally like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've ever heard that in my life, and my precious baby ears are being hurt by it. It's that, like, yeah, you're, I'm not saying you're not allowed to say that, but, like, really, you shouldn't, because it's a bad thing. It's not, like, a great thing to do. Also, if, like, you have a friend who makes jokes like that all the time, you should probably be like, hey... We're your buddies, and we're all cool with it. But this is an of, intervention. Yeah, but like, maybe, maybe when you're at a Starbucks, don't say the N-word. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, 
Mm. Tell that on, to your friends. On the topic of the N word, if you're if you're not African American, please do not ever say it. There's... I think I agree with you. Yeah, I, but I agree with you halfway. Oh, <laughs> I am not African American, but I do think that words, especially words, especially those, when you give them power, then they become the problem. Like the word fag. I am bisexual. <laughs> People call me fag all the time. The problem is I don't give them power to. But the thing is, uh, there's a difference between, like, uh, again, like, a community or a group, like, owning a phrase that has been used to, like, against them in the past. And there's a difference between that and, like, accepting that phrase and taking away its power and, like, just letting it continuously be used as a slur. Because you have to acknowledge the connotations behind any slur that exists. And I, I think it's important to, like, just not... Like, we have to admit that it, like, words do have inherent power behind them. And they Racial have... epithets gained power as soon as they were used as weapons. Exactly. But I, I don't know, I, I don't know how I, like, feel about also, like, then shouldn't, I'm trying to think, because part of me is definitely, like, the end no. should be held up. I have two conflicting part of me, parts of me. I have part of me that's, like, N-word should not be touched by literally anybody, no matter their race, no matter who, because it was something used to oppress black people, and that's and that's where it should be. It should be in the past, and it should not be touched again. Um, and then there's then that would be other part of me that's like, English is a free language, and anybody can use it, and the word can be used in any context by anybody. But, you know, it's, it's yeah. a very... Here's the thing, though. If you... The the reason that African American communities and African American people can use it is because from the context that they're using it in, it's not offensive. It was used against them. But and while they that are using culture, it, yeah. in my opinion at least, should have the ability to choose what happens to it. It's like I the again, like the LGBT community can say the like faggot word. Like that's I'm gay, I can say that. But like we can say that because it's from this context, from when I'm saying it, I know I don't mean offense to it, and because of my sexual identity, I not I'm not like meaning using it in an offending way. But when someone who isn't LGBT uses that, it has the connotation inherently of being offensive because it's been used by non-LGBT people as a word to oppress LGBT people in the past. So therefore, it's not acceptable for them to be using it. Mm. Similarly, when a man calls a woman a bitch, it's a pejorative. But when two women call each other bitches, or woman calls a man a bitch, it's yeah, bitch. (laughs) No, like that's the thing. Context, context is everything. I don't know. I I have in my head there are like compartmental like the word yeah the n word and faggot. Those are like a compartment of like you can only use these if you're a part of that group. But then there's words like bitch, asshole, idiot dick, stuff like that that's all in a box of, like, throw these as much as they you want They become anyway. watered down, I suppose. Yeah, I guess, because they've Cause just been used they, for so long. Yeah, societally, I feel like give it a few more accepted. hundred years, and the end word won't even matter it, anymore. Maybe, but I, I still would make the argument that, like, just please don't use yeah, the n-word if uh, you're not African-American. That's, that's our and, conclusion, and, and reg- and Regardless of my opinion and how I feel, I still don't say it, because that would be an easy way to get the shit beaten out of me. And also, like, none of us are black. Yeah, yes. and it's just, it's not, like, again, this Wait isn't censorship. <laughs> no, this isn't censorship, like, again, like, yeah. people will misconstrue it for that. It's just pointing out that it's not a good idea to use, if you're not a part of the group that is that has been attacked by said slur, 
then you really shouldn't be using it because it's just disrespectful fundamentally. And like, again, not censorship, you can use it. No one's telling you that's a, that's, that no one's not allowed to. Putting a clamp over your tongue. Yeah. But I think you shouldn't like, it's just Mm -hmm. basic human dignity. Just like, don't, don't do that. And, and yeah. Uh, it was, okay. So on that point that I made earlier about Uh comedians, but in my opinion, I want to hear your takes on this. Sure. Comedy should be held differently than other forms of art and other things. <laughs> because it, I feel like people forget that comedy isn't just haha jokes. It is specifically to parody culture that's currently happening. And if you get upset at uh, jokes, that's kind of like the point Whoa. is to... It's to basically mirror society and go like, here is society, here is what's wrong with it, and stupid. Let's take a look at what happens when you make someone laugh, though. When you make someone laugh... Making somebody... It's... I believe the scientific thing that happens is the brain connects dots in its head before you make it. So, like, me saying the sentence right now, you're already... Your brain is already... I'm already assuming it's not funny. (laughs) No, it's not. But your brain is already assuming, like, what I'm going to say in the sentence. And what ends up happening is uh, comedy basically totally... Turns that on its head. Like, goes in a different direction than you aren't expecting, and that releasing of energy is, like, laughter, and that's that's the scientific aspect of it. But in my opinion, the societal aspect of it is it's basically to mirror society and to show you what is wrong with our society. Yeah, but the thing is, it can... Same as, like, a painting. It can do that. Then again, there's, like, absurdist humor... Um, yeah, ironic the, humor, wholesome the, memes. Yeah, no, like, no, but like humor the, can do the things that it sets out to do, like yeah. that, like you said, in a way without like literally doing the things that it's mocking. Yeah. Like if it's supposed to mock like certain things that are like bad in society, for example, like, it doesn't have to take on the form. Like of I don't those know. Things. Let's say you're I don't know Louis C.K. and you make a lot of jokes about jerking off, and then you actually jerk off in front of a bunch of women. But th- that's different because there is a certain there's a very shifty power dynamic there. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just pointing. It and out. also, I just wanted to t- also wanted to talk about that. And speaking like, of, he he made jokes about the Tarquin shooting, which again you can make. Holy. Like, please, if, if you're making jokes about things, don't do it in a disrespectful way. Because the way he made jokes about it also was extremely disrespectful. Also, and, timing. Timing is everything. Yeah. And a good joke, the reason why you'll never hear somebody call out, like, a joke about, like, a good joke about, like, a shooting or racism or some serious topic in America. if it's good enough. because if it's good, then nobody's going to give a shit. It's a funny joke. And also, if it's good and it actually, like, achieves what it's meant to do, which is to provide social commentary and be humorous, then it won't be offensive to the people who... John Mulaney. This is just an example. John Mulaney makes a lot of jokes about how he looks gay. Yeah. And that's... The joke is because everybody looks at him and sees this, you know, uh, kid who used to be an altar boy, like, raised in a Catholic household and a bunch of other things that you... Like, it's subverting your expectation because you see him and you think, like, ah, this guy's closeted or something like that. And it's supposed to be, like, subverting your expectations and making fun of that idea. And that's... Comedy, that's good comedy. But, like, if you have just some guy like Louis C.K. getting up and being like... So, kids got shot, huh? Yeah, God, but how about like, that? That's the thing, though. It feels the funniest comedian. <laughs> the, there's, a, there's obviously, obviously a difference 
between something that's humor that's meant to be like reflective on society and to be humorous and like humor that's actually still being offensive and humor to hurt. I think, yeah, yeah, there's it's I, it's a very noticeable difference. Again, it's you, you can't really like define it in set set terms, but you'll know it when it happens, and, and that's when that, people call others out on. And I think stuff. a question I wanted to ask is going from that: Do you consider comedy an art form? Because I do. Oh, uh, yeah, totally do. But because of course, it is an expression of emotion and yeah. societal... Uh, yeah, back to, like, the effects of comedy, though, or, like, the process and the methodology. Uh-huh. Um, let's take a look at, like, philosophically what happens when you make a joke sure. with the purpose of making people laugh. That and is, we, are, we have... We have... Uh, we have made absolutely zero of jokes. those today. Yes. <laughs> We've just mentioned 30 to 50 wild hogs. Yeah, which, is, which was the first episode. But, but what yeah. essentially you're doing, even if you do it inadvertently, is elevating your standard in comparison with other people because people hear you make a joke and think, haha, that was funny, this person is better. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you elevate your own position at the expense of someone else, that, in my opinion, is exploitation. Yeah. Also, if you're not able, if it's not in your wheelhouse to make a joke without making fun of people, you're probably not that funny, but also you can like make fun of people and still be funny. I That's just a different kind of yeah. more complex exploitation, I, or maybe you're punching up. On or this, yeah, on this kind of track we're on, the main one of the main points I wanted to bring up about this whole deal was: Did you guys hear? Did you guys watch a documentary called "The Problem with a Poo"? No. It was a documentary. Oh, about the, uh, from the Simpsons. About a poo from the Simpsons. Yeah. How this guy, this comedian, I forget his full name, uh, Cannavolu or something like that, uh, he disliked the caricature because it wasn't like a realistic representation of who an Indian person is or whatever. Right? No, it was, but there's, this is, again, in my opinion, sorry, do you want to? I wanted to sorry. put my thing. Okay. Uh, sorry. The thing is. You he, are a guest in he, our house. <laughs> he went off about this whole like deal about how it's wrong. He's played by a white guy. It's wrong. He's got such a thick accent. It's all like all this stuff. And he just looked at the face of the character and like the basic actions of the character and what he did. Whereas, like, somebody actually looked at the character and said, no, this isn't racist. He's a guy who really enjoys art, and he subverts your expectations. He's part of the fire brigade. He's one of the most talented, smartest people in Springfield that's full of a bunch of idiots. He's... The whole idea of Apu is he is smart, and you don't expect him to be because you're... Uh, because most white people who are the audience of the show see him and think about the stereotypical Indian cashier at a random gas station and they think that he's not smart and that's the whole subversion of expectations. But when you take a joke like that and you say, this is racist because it's talking about his race and it looks stereotypical, then you miss the point of the humor. Yeah, but I think in, sorry, in that sense, like in that specific example that we're talking about, like... It, if while it's trying to do the thing that it achieves to be doing, which is, again, like, subverting your expectations about him based on, like, existing stereotypes, it's also perpetuating those very same stereotypes while it's doing that. And in that case, that's... It's not really... That, that's what sort of like, makes it problematic. As an I, Indian person, I can't yeah, tell you how this many times to bring it up I've been called a poo or been spoken to in but that I, accent. That, at that point, I don't think you can blame... I think the accent... Maybe, but I think... The, the fact of the matter is that there are demeaning aspects But I think that. at that point you have to blame the bully and not the show itself. But the, the show itself created... I mean, yeah, the sh- show itself... I, I like... 
I absolutely love that they made Apu such a, a complex character. Because, yeah. Um, b- but at the same time, they're still kind of complicit in employing the use of stereotypes. Yeah, I feel like, but that's also just the Simpsons humor. Like, yeah. Like, stereotypes. Yeah, true. But... Italians, everybody under the sun in that show. If the show was more... If, like, the showrunners were not all white, um, and I'm, I'm sure they're not all white, uh, but... The if the plays of Apu is very white. Oh, yeah. White. Especially that. But I feel like the voice... Because you have... Like, in that case, then we have to call out... I'm, I'm going to pull up anime here because I'm a total weeaboo. Um, in anime, most of the characters... Like, a lot of characters are white and European. Like, uh, All Might in My Hero Academia. He's blonde. He's white. He's mm-hmm. clearly not Japanese. Yeah. Um, but he, in the original show, in the original... Uh, I guess the sub-version you'd call it, or in the original Japanese dub, he's played by a Japanese guy. Or Samurai Jack, he's a Japanese guy played by a black man. So then you have to question, like, voice acting, I feel, is a disconnect from that. But, like, the thing is, sorry, but, like, the if we're looking at, like, again, power dynamics and who's saying what, like, a white person acting out, like, a poo, for example... That's completely different because of the minority says of Apu in America. Yeah. And how, like, historically, like, things such as the stereotype, stereotypical accents and behaviors have been used to demean Indian Americans and, like, Asian Americans in the past. So that's what makes it less acceptable compared to, like, uh, like a, a, a minority actor acting out like a white character. I, I guess I see what you're saying, but also part of me definitely thinks, like, voice acting should not be considered, like, like you have to be this... Re- it, it is a regular acting. I suppose, but I that, is regular a acting. Of, that is a form of whitewashing. I guess, you know, because... in a way, but I think regular acting is, like, if you want to... If Simpsons was real, uh-huh. and who was played by a white guy, then I would have a problem with it. Yeah. But the but... fact that it's an animated show, and it can be literally anybody, and it just happens to be a white guy... Then I think I don't. But like, if they if they made the character, like again, you're saying that it aimed to like challenge stereotypes and subvert them. Mm. But while it was doing that, it employed many of those same stereotypes and used them again as humor to elevate the show status at the expense of minorities. Like that's the that's the problem that I have with it. If it was again like a, a, a character that really didn't like, abuse so many of those stereotypes and, like, just use them in that way. And if, if it was like that and it was played by a white character, I wouldn't see as much of a problem with it. Yeah, and this white voice... Sorry, this white voice actor is using that accent, yeah. like, derisively. Deris- yeah. I feel um, like... You know comedy rule of threes, right? The no, whole idea is... The I do watch Rick and Morty, yeah. yeah in, in comedy, the rule... It's rule of threes. It's everything should be three beats. It should be on a three-note kind of a basis. Whereas, like, you have your two setup things, and then you have your third thing, which totally subverts the expectations, and then that's, like, your punchline. Mm-hmm. In Apu's case, I feel like it's the fact that, you know, it's a very stereotypical accent. He runs uh, a he runs a gas station. He's, like, he's got very stereotypical, like, Indian man. That's his whole, like, deal. Those are the two beats. And then the third one is, actually, he's a really nice guy who likes to build furniture and talk about it. And then... He uh, enjoys art. He's uh, apparently the smartest. He's one of the smartest people in Springfield. He has a doctorate in computer science, a bunch of shit like that. That's the subversion, in my opinion. I think if that 
If that uh, kind of character. I also want to point out, I do not have the right to talk about this considering who is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if that character were created by an Indian person, it would be a lot more um, acceptable. I say acceptable loosely because that word means a thousand things. It, it would be, to me, a lot funnier. It would be, you know, funny. Uh, but the fact that a, pers- a white person is voicing him, the fact that um, he's taking away that value, that authenticity, uh, <laughs> that authentic- authenticity from a character, it, it definitely takes value away from that thing, that sort of thing for me. Um, for example, if Moana were voiced by a white ac- voice actress, instead of, um, I'm kicking myself for forgetting her name, but she, I think, is Polynesian I or think, Hawaiian. Yes, I think both Mau- Moana and Maui, who's played in The Rock, is uh, Polynesian. Yeah. And so I think they're both... I also want to just point out there's a personal complaint about the movie. I get it. They picked The Rock because he's a very good actor. And, and also, is very dynamic. super hot. <laughs> Sorry. But The Rock cannot sing. <laughs> he, he can, can like, do talk. many things. He, he could sing. have sex with Neil. But <laughs> he can't sing. Right. But, okay, going back to... I, I, I think This is teens of... talk underage politics. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but like, underage sex. I'm sorry. Point of view, Can we real quick talk about what this girl is wearing? Like, look. At, uh, uh, for those who can't see, that is a um, black bur- flat cap, I believe. Um, an arm warmer. This like is the all most, the way up to the. Like, it's the knuckles. most aggressively 2007 pamphlet. Yeah, like, I've ever like seen this is somebody who you'd see in an episode of Zoe 101. Someone here is sexting on a taser. Yes. <laughs> Legitimately, like these phones are ginormous. Y'all. You got this other guy who I'm assuming he's using like a hydro flask. <laughs> yeah, pulls out his Motorola razor. Oh my god, to, to snap a. And BTA on every like page, it just says sexting is never private. But like, I don't know, Neil, have you seen my penis? Uh, I cannot say I have. David. I have taken a good few many pictures. I have taken a few pictures of my penis, and Neil has not seen them. So okay. I counter the facts <laughs> in this book. Away with it. All right, but yeah. All right, anyway, back to back to, to re- talking re- to the internet. Back to talking about race relations and comedy. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan yeah. of authenticity. That's why uh, we we record the podcast Teens Talk Politics um, in the the kids section of a library. <laughs> also, uh, we're technically in the teens section <laughs> with teen. The manga. fact of the matter is, though, that we kicked a bunch of middle schoolers out of here so we could say yeah. swears no. and make fun. Sorry, of, y'all. Make fun of white people. Yes. Um, Okay, like, going back to a long time ago now, I guess, but, like, I, I think the... the Jeffrey comedy, Epstein. <laughs> no, but, like, the comedy you're mentioning in terms of a poo, like, yes, in in one sense, he may be, like, created to, like, subvert the stereotypes, but the thing is, it uses the stereotypes themselves as humor in the process, and because of where it's coming from, like, white creators and a white voice actor... That makes it a lot more offensive than it is. Did you know it was a white voice actor before now? I did. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So do you think that if somebody who didn't know it was a white voice actor, do you think... I don't... It's weird because they don't care, right? They think it's... They don't think about, like, who the actor is himself when the... Because now that I know it's a white guy, or now that you know it's a white guy, every time you see a poo or you watch a like clip of The Simpsons with a poo in it, you're gonna think, "Yep, there's that white guy." I mean, yeah, but as an Indian person, I took I took offense to it before I knew it was a white. Tell me, yeah, I want to hear your. Let me 
I'm not going to do the accent if that's what you're about to say, because I can't. <laughs> do the funny accent! No, um, I was going to ask your take on a poop before we started, or okay. before I, I brought it up. I want to hear your take on it. Just well, I did know that he had a white voice actor, because I, I watched some bits of the documentary. But before I knew he had a white voice actor, I found um, the problem with... like my I took issue with uh, the stereotypes employed, because... Sim- the Simpsons has a lot of cultural hegemony yeah. and a lot of influence among white people. White people who will it see that stereo. Yeah. Yes, but- <laughs> well, I guess hegemony amongst yellow people. Hey, it's Asian American. <laughs> it's 2019, Neil. Hegemony <laughs> amongst John written white people, it looks like. <laughs> but uh, I think. Homer just has scurvy. It'll cause the, the same. It'll cause the same effect as. Um, among, like, for example, when South Park makes fun of, dis- like, cognitively disabled people and then have uh, able-bodied, or, like, able-bodied people or neurotypical people using the R slur, making yeah. fun of people with autism. Like, it, the, again, like, the problem that I had, like, again, I didn't really know that it was a white voice actor until pretty recently as well. But even before that, like, just the fact that it is using these stereotypes as humor and like normalizing them in a way it's like again it's i know it's supposed to be using the um like the stereotypes to subvert them and to point out that they're not necessarily true but it still uses the stereotypes as humor in the first place and because it's it's just it it's using them in an offensive way and that's what's problematic about it that's and we've come back to my marxist take on comedy when you try to make someone laugh you're bolstering your own position yes. at the expense of the person a historically that oppressed laughing, group yeah. yes I'm, i can see david turning like red which i agree with as a communist but <laughs> you fucking communist son of a bitch <laughs> um no nah, i'm just turning uh i'm just earlier i was thinking about like when i was saying that whole bit i was very like afraid because i was like you two are both not white I'm going to die. I'm dead. This is it. This is where David dies. Everybody on the internet's going to think I'm a racist, but you know what? Whatever. My opinion's out there now. I think comedy, especially, is an art form, and I think you are right in a lot of what you say, but I also think that Apu shouldn't be... I I don't think he should be removed from the show, because that's what the creator... or That's, I think, what the guy of the documentary wanted. That's what he called for. He was like, oh, who should not well, yeah, again, the show? Removal would, would not be... I, I because, disagree with that Because well. then what you're saying is, oh, now we can't make fun of anybody, I th- feel like is the part of the statement there. I would... Because uh, that's how I would interpret it. If suddenly Apu was just gone, I'd be like, all right, well, now they're too afraid to fuck with stereotypes. So if there's a Jewish character or there's an Italian character on the show that makes fun of Italian people, then I'm going to get up in arms. But... Again, the difference between, like, making... The, the, the power dynamic between, like, who's making the joke and who's being affected by the joke is different in both of those scenarios. And, like, again, it, it's a bit... I, I, I don't want to, like, pull the race card again uh, more than I already have, but, like, it is difficult to see this from the point of view of a minority when it's when you're not really being affected by it. And I do agree with your opinion that they shouldn't be removing him from the show. Because in doing that, they would be... First of all, I know their intentions would be to take away something that's making fun of people in a very stereotypical and derogatory manner. But it's also 
like just erasing the fact that that ever existed and therefore taking away their own responsibility in having created it. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that if you involve more a Indian or Jewish writers um, and frame it with... It, it, Jews have nothing to do with a poo. No, I mean, like okay. you mentioned... Uh, yeah, like, like if they make like fun of yeah, Jews yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and involved or like wrote in more cultural appreciation as opposed to cultural, cultural like, absurdism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, it would definitely reframe the character yeah. for me. And it would improve um, the perspective a lot more, because if it's coming from someone who is a minority and who has more experience, I guess, in terms of what can be made fun of, like, the, the material is inherently more authentic, because it's coming from a voice that isn't seeing the character from an outside and more stereotypical per- stereotypical perspective, but rather from a more, like, humane perspective, I guess. That didn't really make sense, but whatever. Uh, I'm not sure if, like, humanity is the word to use, but it is definitely more culturally appreciative. Yeah. Um, I'm, I still see a poo and think, I, ha- I, th- I have a place in this show. My identity has yeah. a place in this show, and that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. I feel um, like that's part of just in general, the draw, of, or part of the good part about The Simpsons and, and shows like it is definitely, like, they're making fun of everybody's culture. But at the same time, they're making fun of everybody's culture, in my opinion. That's what I like, is that everybody's culture is not only getting made fun of, but it's also partly getting represented. But then, like, there's a difference between good representation and poor representation, and I think it's really towing the line there. Like, I, I know you and I both used to watch a lot of American Dad. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. And, uh... <laughs> and now I can't stop thinking about that. Have you seen that edit that's, like, the American Dad theme, but he doesn't sing? And it's just, <laughs> like, the ten minutes, like, it's just ten minutes of, it, like, footage of him sleeping because he slept through it or something like that. Oh, yeah. That, that was in one of the episodes, wasn't it? Uh, the, the one where you... I'm not sure. But, I remember it very clearly. But my yeah, point... But, my okay, point, moving on, yeah. My point being, um, the audio is really clipping as soon as we started talking about that, but... It's cursed. <laughs> American Dad is cursed. It, that, that is a blurst image, you're right. Uh, my point being, um, one of the main characters, uh, Francine, um, was a white person mm-hmm. with... Uh, a white woman with, uh, Asian parents. So, um, there was a lot of portrayal of Asian stereotypes... And if it, instead of, like, when you point out, I'm going to restart that whole thing because okay, sure. I'm, I sound like an idiot right now. But like Joe Biden, he has a stroke. I'm, I'm, having, I'm having my gaffe moment. Silly, 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 old, silly, silly me. She feels just like she has Asian parents, so that means that white people, sh- that, white that means people that, are the same. Uh, but they do a lot of, like... Making fun yeah. of their food, making fun of yeah. like their environmental practices, mm-hmm. um, and there's one thing in pointing out the absurdity in a culture, and culture in general has a lot of absurdity, but when you like make fun of a culture's absurdity and attach it to the race or like class of people behind it, you're making fun of the people, and that is morally seen as not great. Yeah, exactly. That's, again, the difference between, like, it's, if it's... Yeah, that's why it's so powerful when people of a certain race make fun of their own culture. Yeah. Because it's coming from a place of love rather than trying to get ratings. Yes. And, of course, like, when you create media (laughs) in a capitalist society, you're trying to get ratings. Yeah. But 
I swear to God, if you bring up the fact that we live in a capitalist society one more goddamn time, I'm gonna choke you with a sickle. <laughs> Yum. In the spirit, in the spirit of my culture, I think I'd welcome that. Okay. All right, we're, we're sort we're, of running out of time here, but we can wrap it. This can, we, can we wrap this? I feel like I like that last bit especially because the earliest, like the first hour, was just oh. horribly offensive, horribly bad. But then yeah. the first part, or, but then the next part is about like comedy and like a bunch of stuff like that and how and and, and I got to talk about Marxism. <laughs> um. So, do you want me to plug now? Oh, yeah, sure. Pl- plug your shit. Plug my shit. Uh, I run so uh, the Soybean Cabbie show on YouTube. Uh, you can find it if you go to YouTube. We'll, we'll link it in the descripty. And you and a, you type in sgt dot c-a-b-b-y. Uh, you can see me play video games with people and play video games and, <laughs> and make jokes. Um, and and yeah, that's that's what I do. And but do I'll not play. make jokes against gamer society, which has been oh, of course not discriminated against for centuries. But like so Indians can go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah, Hi, I'm Neil. I'm Indian. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, I guess uh, yeah, ice is ice is still bad. But fuck it. How or, ISIS. How <laughs> what is with them, by the way? Oh, like, have, um, you, have we talked about ISIS? Like ISIS? ISIS? Just I think like, they lost their last bit of territory very recently. Oh, um, okay. Did they now? Yeah, there was a story on NPR recently about like how a bunch of um, a bunch of ISIS brides. I'm not sure if there's an actual term around this. Are trying mm-hmm. to gain citizenship back into the countries once they left. Oh. Um, for example, there was an Austrian girl who left when she was 15 to find her husband. Um, I know it's wild from start to finish. So she joined ISIS because they wouldn't let her leave Raqqa, um, oh. and she can no longer be an Austrian citizen. Citizen. So it's wild. They're yeah. They're just having like ISIS, a diaspora like, that, right now. Like for a while, like ISIS was just kind of disappear. Like like we all thought they were going to kill us. Yeah, I, I was like convinced. Like, well, I'm going to die to a te- yeah, like a terrorist. Americans are more afraid of America than they are ISIS. No, no. Back then, everybody was like, "Yeah, ice is bad." Well, yeah. we're a minority, so we were afraid of America already. Yeah. All right. Well, I like penis. Does that make me a minority now? <laughs> I mean, can I be cool with you guys? <laughs> okay. Well, can I be in the gang? Oh my god! But that's that's why I'm also a big fan of penis. By the way, um, so you know, no. did you guys hear about like uh, the Yankees? So they got Goku. What? They got Goku. The Yankees got Goku. Huh. Really, yeah. that really, uh, that really, um, yeah. tips off like the Red Sox Yankees rivalry after they got Vegeta. Yeah, the Red Sox got Vegeta. Which I'm a Vege- I'm a Vegeta kid myself. You were about to say vagina, were you? Um, I just almost heaven I... West vagina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this that's is a, the that's podcast. a good time. More jokes on stop. this at sgt dot space c a b b y. Not dot space, just dot. <laughs> All right. Well, or maybe space. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to get this on, like, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, but my basic mind is probably not good enough to actually... We'll figure it out. Eventually. We'll figure out. We'll figure it out, hunties. For now, subscribe on YouTube and And Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, Yes, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter as well. Yes, that. Captain Krabs. Captain Krabs. (laughs) No, it's with an S. The original one was with a Z. And I got banned for no reason. We'll attempt to see you again next week with yep. a fun little episode about voting and local uh, oh, activism that through voting. Fun. So fun. So All right. Fun.
Municipal government. Be excited for that. All right, bye. Bye.